Welcome back, potentially after a long hiatus, to another episode of After the Split. For those that don't already know, this is a deep dive interview show going to the lives of speedrunners. You can find this on any place you listen to your other podcasts or on YouTube if you like a nice face to go along with it. Now, I'm of the firm belief that speedrunning is an inclusive space for everyone and like to include runners of all levels, be that first time run or world record runners. But today, I'm joined by Crash Bandicoot extraordinaire and overall homie, Leave It to Lexi. How are you doing, Lexi? I'm doing great. I'm so excited right now. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, of course. I, fe- I was just waiting for you to get your first rundown. And I was like, then we can have an episode. That's all it takes. Love now, that. <laughs> putting it together, I actually wasn't sure what name I should put on the screen. So oh. I guess what what should we go with for today? Uh, Yeah, no, Leave It to Lexi's fine. Um. Just because, I mean, yeah, that's fine. Because that's my Twitch one, so that's kind of why why I was going with it. Now, uh, I guess for context for the people back home, what is what else have you gone by, and can you give us the origin of them? Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah. So, uh, my other name that I use most often is Prostate Monk, and the reason I don't use it on Twitch because I've tried is because they block it. <laughs> they block it. Which I guess name. it's fair. I guess it's fair, but yeah, I'm Prostate Monk on SR.com. I'm Prostate Monk on Twitter. Uh, not trying to plug myself right now, but I'm Prostate Monk pretty much like everywhere. That's what it's about. Do... That's why I asked too. Yeah, like, and I like I sniped that handle when like YouTube implemented like their YouTube like their you know custom handle crap because I was like I need it. Yes, and at I guess Prostate. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess like the background. It's a Reddit article. If you literally Google Prostate Monk Reddit, like you'll find it. It's very NSFW. <laughs> <laughs> but it Up is there, one of the goats, just like mm-hmm. the cum box is the Prostate Monk, of course. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, Leave It to Lexi is G rated for the fam. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. You know what? Sometimes I wonder if I should be more like family friendly, but I'm like, eh, well, you guys are like Prostate Monk. You got to jump into uh, it. Yeah. Fair enough. But then leave it to Lexi. Oh, yeah. So I guess like my original Twitch name was Leave It to Heaver, which is like a play on the really old United States show. I don't know what, like 60s maybe? Leave It to Beaver. Because mm-hmm. my last name is Heaver. And so I was like, ah. and then I don't know. I started like being more on Twitch and that's when I changed it to Lexi because I'm like, hey, everyone calls me Lexi anyway. So yeah, who's gonna put their last name and their Twitch name? That'd be weird, right? <laughs> yeah, no, <that's> so weird. <laughs> but yours works because it rhymes. It does. Actually, and no one really knows your first name, so it works. Keep that a mystery, <laughs> at least for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> I for the longest time I I couldn't decide on like a username, and I just heard it so much like as a kid growing up, it, it, like oh Gaffy Laffy Taffy, ha ha. And I was like, you know what? Actually, that's kind of good. So I made my my first. PS4 name when I was like 18 or something and it just kind of stuck ever since were you like one of those kids that people called by their last name um not not a whole lot I think being well you know my first name uh yeah it's a little radical so I think people liked it It gives me character gotcha yeah no it's a good name it definitely is that's why I was curious because if you had a plain name like Tom I don't know yeah thank goodness (laughs) I'm not like a Fred yeah yeah God bless. <laughs> now, 
Uh, I'm sure people are curious to know, like, so you're part of the crash scene, and despite being a major person in crash speedrun, you only recently just attempted and submitted your first speedrun. I kind of like to go through the steps of how that came to be and pick your brain on if it's, if that's okay with you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you want me to kick it off, or do you have anything? Uh, like yeah, yeah, I'll start off. Um, so you've been involved for, for years at this point and gone to more events than most runners I know. How did you get into the larger scene of speedrunning as it is? Yeah, uh, my whole entire like speedrunning career. I don't even want to call it a career. I don't even know <laughs> what to call it. Um, it started in like 2015 because I used to hang out at like a local game shop where like people play magic all the time, you know? Like, Are you that, a magic head? Or? I used to be, kind of. I wasn't very good, but I would play like for the fun. Like if like, you always need like an even number like to like keep the pool like to have it make sense with like the you know like how they do like the you know what i mean anyway so if they needed like a sixth person I think or something so. like, like a tournament off, sort of thing or yeah 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 what is that called standings like you bracket. want the standings bracket thank you mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah okay so i would be like the sixth person even though i would like lose 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 whatever like i would just do it because i don't know i liked the concept enough tournaments run like, off of owen tours so i've never even like competed in magic but i appreciate you Thank you. Yeah, yeah, take him one for the team. Um, so anyway, I used to hang out at this local game shop, and this guy that owned it was a runner of one of the Mario Karts, 64, I think. And at first, the concept to me was very, like, I was like, this is a racing game. Everybody goes as fast <laughs> as they can. Like, what? Like, it was very weird. But then he and a few of my friends went to SGDQ 2015 because we live like 20 minutes away from the venue at the time, which was in St. Paul. And so I didn't have like a ticket or anything, but like one day my friend was like, well, I can't go. Do you just want to use my badge? Which is like, you're not supposed to do that. So I'm not advocating that people do that. In 2015, um, I think the, the statute of limitations have passed. You're, yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I went and it was really fun. It was very interesting. And then I kind of took like a hiatus for a good decent amount of time until I was streaming NST, Insane Trilogy, Crash Bandicoot. And uh, because Crash Bandicoot 3 was like one of my favorite video games as a child. I think it might have been my first like real video game. I mean, I had like computer games, but like there were like gambling games that I don't even think I should have been playing. But whatever. (laughs) Anyway, so like I was playing Crash Bandicoot 3, NST on stream because I used to stream pretty, pretty decently. And uh, then Merkaz came into my chat and he's like, I speedrun this. And I was like, wait, people speedrun more than just racing games? Like that concept was just very weird to me. And so um, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then uh, we just started talking. And then he was like, I got into SGDQ. And I was like, I know what that is. I've been to hey. one. I didn't know. I was like, I didn't know other people knew of this this thing. Um. So then I just kind of like, I was like, cool like that's kind of cool that people like play this game so then i don't know how it just kind of happened where i just started like popping into more streams hanging out and chatting with the crash homies and then pretty, uh, pretty nice place I, I tend to like them so yeah, they are, they can are understand right. that <laughs> yeah and then uh that was like geez, like three years ago uh four years ago when um uh, joined by stream mm-hmm. and then recently and this is kind of where i got into the whole like i want to try this it's like hard to watch people play a game and like not want to do it for yourself because they make it look so freaking easy that's kind of like, what <laughs> i i had thought for you because i mean you saying it's been several years mm-hmm. but making it look so easy what deterred you from doing it then 
Uh, just like the time and like, okay, like it seems to me that people that speedrun are really hard on themselves, which makes sense because <laughs> I feel like you always know that statement. you can yeah. do better. Yeah, and I didn't want to get myself into that mindset and like all of a sudden be really sad that I sucked at this video game that I loved so much. And then it turned out that kind of happened anyway because I'd play it casually and I'd be like, I've been playing this for like an hour and I'm only in like the second warp. Like probably would have been tw <laughs> done twice by now. Like I, you know, so then I finally said, screw it. I am going to time it, record it, do all of the things that you need to actually like submit and get it verified, which is like, you know, add the FPS, FPS counter and all that crap. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to submit it because it's, it's, it's time. So then I just did it and it took freaking forever, but whatever, I did it. So it's there. It's verified. I'm on a board. <laughs> Do you remember what like your final time was? Like, uh, I think after, you know, I actually have it open. Uh, 140. I think that's with loads. Let's go. Yeah, 135 without loads. Well, still doing it. I, I always say taking the first step is the hardest part. So congratulations, of course. Oh, I'm telling yeah. you, I did cry. Okay, I cried. <laughs> did you stream it? I didn't. I did it offline, which I kind of like. It was like kind of late. It was like 10:30 on a work night for me when I oh, started dang. that run. Okay. And I so I didn't really want to stream it, but now that I've done it, it's really hard not to go back and just do it again. Which is where this is like the pattern that I was afraid mm -hmm. of getting myself into, where I'm like, crap. I know I can do better, and then I'll probably like save a couple minutes, and then I'll be like, oh, I can do better, and then I'm just gonna probably spiral if I get back into it. <laughs> I feel like you kind of know more than the average person that might just blindly pick something up, and that blindness might give you like an unwarranted confidence, like I had, you know, just picking up, like, well, all I gotta do is beat the game, easy. But I guess for you, were you nervous going into it? A little bit because like some of the skips I can do right so like the infamous under pressure skip which is like the first first big one and the first one in the entire run for a lot of like higher level runners it wasn't for me um I know how to do it and I've done it before but Dang. it's just like yeah it's just like remembering all of the movements and like which way you should go at certain times and you have to like count it out and I'm like Oh, at one point it just gets to be too much for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so for listener like, context, I uh, it's it's like a a non-visual out of bound clip, and I I've never even bothered to try to learn the thing, and I, I've run that game. I'm like, nah, that just seems not worth it, not fun. So yeah, that's like the shitty part is because I like know how to do it, but I like forget how to execute it, and if you screw it up, it's one of those skips where if you screw it up, you lose a lot of time, right? So. Uh, that one I didn't attempt in my run, but then there was, like, a couple other ones that are similar to that one. Like, there's, like, a Deep Trouble one where it's, like, the same concept, but it's, like, significantly easier and a lot shorter. I don't even think I attempted that one, but I wanted to. I don't know. So, yeah, I was a little <laughs> nervous. I was nervous because I want to do those things, but I, like, didn't want to waste my time if I lost time, which I think is, also like, the crux of speedrunning, right? It can like, also be a, a hard thing for even, like, season runners is, like... Uh, a lot of people want to just beat their head against some strat that you wind up if you fail it enough that you're going to lose more time than if you just don't mess with it. But everybody mm -hmm. wants to do the cool thing, right? You got to do the trick. You got to do the thing. 
Right, we've got to save the time, hence the speed run. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a little nerve-wracking, I'm not going to lie. Now, how do you feel <laughs> afterwards? Is it, is, like, you said you cry. Is it a sense of accomplishment, or are you like, man, because like a true speedrunner, nobody likes their run, right? Is Yeah, I cried in the sense of I felt defeated, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but it, it was also really late at night, like I said, so I think that, that like, came into play. Um, I definitely game overed like a few times, um, which is why I know I have a ton of time save. And that, like again, that whole mindset of like I know I can do better. Wait, today. saying you have time save implies you're gonna run it back? Oh my god, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> I really want to just because I'm so dissatisfied with that time. Like I'm pretty sure at one point I was told that if you can like just go through the game without dying, it's like under an hour. And I was like, wait. Yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah, so I'm like, cool. All right. Um, I'm gonna try that maybe. So <laughs> everybody kind of builds up these cosmetic like achievements in their head. And I think sub hour in any of the crash games is like the one. At least mm-hmm. it was for me when I started. I see it a lot for a lot of other people. And then as you the, like this, the time you require to make sure that you get the sub one is like enough to push you. That's like, well, technically, you know, I could get a sub 55 and then it gets to right. sub 50 and then you get sucked in and then you wind up hating the game that you love so much, but you still love it, but you hate it, but you love it, but you, you hate you, it. You hate it. And it's a good fun cycle. Like what? Kept me. I can't remember. What is world record right now? I think it's like 38. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. So it's like in the upper 30s. So now like, those aren't people. So those are robots. Off. Like th- those times don't count. <laughs> like no, forty-five minutes count. is pretty good. But just for reference, uh, that's how badly. I don't want to say that's how bad I suck, but it's just that's how much I could potentially improve if I like put a lot of time and effort into it, which is kind of exciting because that would be cool. But mm-hmm. you know, who's got I, the time? <laughs> I did hear it was almost just like a stepping stone for you, though. You went and after doing your first run, you went and did a second run of the PlayStation 1 minigame Crash Bash. Oh, yes. What was your thought okay. on that game? Because I have very strong opinions about that game. Okay, so that whole thing uh, was kind of for the memes. I'm going to be honest with you. like, Isn't it always? <laughs> <laughs> Crody, I was just really sad because I was like, nobody will play Bash with me. And it's hard when you're on MU and like online with people because like if you're an X amount of distance from each other, you're going to get a ton of lag, right? So, but anyway, me and Crody, Crody is in Poland, right? Uh, I was oh, like, jeez. Yeah, I know, right? I was like, Crody, please play because no one else will play with me. No one's crazy enough to do it because you know, not everyone's favorite game for valid reasons. And he said, yeah, sure. And I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I think once we get our run approved, it's like 70th place, which is like not that bad. And like considering that I have literally not touched that game since I was probably like 10 and the lag was like insane. I think we did pretty well. I could imagine doing any of those like (laughs) uh, the Hungry Hungry Hippos style games with the lag is just That was the worst one. Yeah, that one was definitely the worst one. And oddly enough, the worst one also for me was like the one where you have to like pick up the boxes and it's like fighting ring style. You know? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but like I would run to the box and like press the button to pick it up. But like the lag was so bad that I wouldn't register in my mind that I didn't pick it up. And then I would continue to walk away like that just is really difficult. I'd just be as in like, all right, whoever's hosting, you're in charge here. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, much basically. just an AI. I'm an NPC was, in this scenario. Mm-hmm. 
I was Crody carried me if I'm being honest. I did clutch a couple times. I'm not gonna lie. I'm credit where it's due. I did do a few kind of cool things, but otherwise it was pretty much Crody. But it was a lot of fun. I'm not gonna lie. I had a blast. <laughs> but I mean, it was any percent. It wasn't all trophies and all of that garbage. So I'm sure that that's like a different scenario. Listen, any percent can still take quite some time. NPCs True. are actually cheating the entire time. Seriously, they are cracked. It's um. Yeah, it's a wild game. It's a wild game. I like it, but I understand why people don't. <laughs> now, a little bit more, like, want to gear this towards you as a person a little bit, now that we we know your runner background. What does a day in the life of Lexi look like? I oh, can see uh, a little bit like a, a cat stand behind you. Do you have pets? Yes, I do. I have a, a cat, and I have a dog, and if she will behave, which she normally does, she's very... This is my dog. <clears throat> oh, snap. I was expecting the cat, not Luna. Yeah. Holy cow. This is my puppy. This is Luna. She uh, is a very needy dog um, and very protective. So my day consists of making sure that she's not barking at someone <laughs> using the hallway. How dare people in my apartment building use the The audacity, hallway. truly. Insanity, really. Um, and work. Like, I just pretty much only work, which is really lame. But, eh, you know. part of part of living now yeah. i've known you for a while now and i honestly don't think i even really know what is work for you if you're comfortable answering yeah yeah so uh <clears throat> okay um i had to like make sure she was good um what do i do i don't even know what i do i do know what i do but uh <laughs> so i work at medtronic and it's like a medical device company and we make a lot of stuff uh mostly like surgical tools so like it's not a lot of like patient interfacing because it's stuff that like physicians would use if you're having surgery um but pacemakers is a big one i think that's like medtronic's biggest medical device probably like our highest revenue product would be our pacemakers but i specifically work in diabetes so i'm working on insulin pumps right now uh so if you see people with like tubes that are diabetic tubes and like the little thing little black thing mm-hmm uh type 1 diabetics i should say uh that's what i'm working on which is really fun and then so you're making as, like, them you engineering them i like what's your field yeah yeah so i i do actually that is like my job is engineering them and oh. managing the mechanical electrical any anybody in r&d working on this insulin pump i interface with and talk to every day uh so i manage their timeline and uh i like help with like the details. I don't know. I fill in where I'm needed, which is like all over the place um, <laughs> all of the time. So it could be like mechanical people need me to do something or electrical people need me to do something. It just requires a lot of like it requires a little bit of knowledge in a lot of different areas. Uh, so it's like fun to me because it's like cool. I'm yeah, yeah. Different. Uh, but it is very stressful sometimes. But at least I get paid. You know? <laughs> so. <laughs> Definitely, I, I don't know how to properly even put this into words, but I feel like you see it a lot in the just the gaming sphere, I'll quote. And a lot of people are, are younger, not necessarily employed. This is kind of like, well, speedrunning in general is like, it's just kind of a filler in life, I'll say, for a lot of people. Like when you can really dedicate time to the hobby, it's like, oh, I'm going to college or something like that. So I love to see people that, I for lack of better words, have their shit together, like are doing something now is this something yeah. that you 
like your job is it a passion thing for you or how'd you find yourself into this because this is it seems very obscure but obviously very needed at the same time yeah it is such a weird route of how i've gotten here uh my degree is in like my degree is so weird well anyway i went to college as people do and yeah, I pro was like college pride proud of where, where you went or <laughs> oh yeah the university of minnesota woop, woop. Woop, woop. Uh, do they have like a, a catchphrase <laughs> or anything like that or a, yeah, it's a like slogan sky ma. yeah uh sky ma or sky ma ayo ma mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know what the origin of that is, so don't oh, ask me because I yeah. don't know if anybody does. <laughs> or row the boat. I don't even know what the hell that means or where don't that's going. Don't row relevant. the boat, baby. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I was in college and, like, I really like physics. I think it's really cool that, like, anything natural basically has, like, an equation to it. And that's, like, insanely fascinating to me that you can, like, calculate freaking everything and anything. And uh, so I was in physics until I think I got like halfway through quantum physics, which is like the fourth or fifth physics class you have to take. And I just like hated my life. Shit was so hard. <laughs> like, I don't know how people do this. That was not what and... I was expecting at all, by the way. <laughs> it was so hard. Like, I just like, I don't know how some people just have like the brain to like understand the concept like relate it to some calculus equation somehow and do the math like by hand and i'm over here like mm -hmm. and it got to a point where you couldn't even like google for help because it would be like the fuck are you talking about this is very specific and a very weird question i'm like i don't know what i'm even asking yeah um so i dumped physics and i was like all right well what do i like to do and to be honest with you it was one of those like existential crisis moments where you're just like, what do I like to do? Who I had that this I? morning in bed, so yeah, I, I feel that. <laughs> it happens, you know. And I was talking to my physics advisor, uh, you know, like that you have in college to help you plan your courses and crap like that. And he was like, well, what about physics do you like? And I explained the whole equation shit. And he was like, okay, well, obviously you suck at that. He said it nicely. And I was like, yep, agreed. And <laughs> he was, I was like, I also write, like to write lab reports, like on, you know on the physics itself i like to explain like the weird concept that it is like the complex concepts and like relate it to people that may not be like as experienced right so they can understand it too because i think it's so freaking cool i want everybody to know anyway so he's like all right well we have this program called technical writing like the hell and i was like okay here's the deal i just spent the last like three years at this point in like solely like physics and calculus classes and she'll just like pivot into some writing crap i was like oh jesus take the wheel and he's like <laughs> oh no like hear me out and i was like okay cool so i i looked into the program took a couple classes and i was like screw it you know what i'm gonna go for this and then figure out the whole like where am i gonna fit in career-wise later and uh, so I ended up getting this degree, getting a minor in physics, because by the time I quit physics, I had gotten the minor and uh, gained another minor in biology. And I hey. always kind of. Yeah. So then I, it was just kind of I was in college for four and a half years, so that might help. But like I didn't cram it all in. Um, but uh, Medtronic was a company that like I always knew of because it's a Minnesota based company. And like. So your options here, if you want to get into engineering, are really like 3M, which I had already worked for at that point and was not a huge fan of. And then Medtronic, which is like medical device, a little bit more altruistic, if you ask me, just because I'm like 
I don't know. I care more about like maybe the a little bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a little bias. But you know, we do need Scotch tape, so three M is not that true. bad. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I was saying, I'm like, I, I've heard of three M. It's because I literally have some three M tape on my counter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they make freaking everything. Like a street sign. If you see street signs, it's probably three M. Mm-hmm. If you see paint on the road, three M. I couldn't place it though. Yeah, they're freaking every post-it notes. Dang, holy cow, I'm learning, uh, oh, I feel dumb. (laughs) Like, you are so much smarter than me, I didn't realize. No, 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 trust me, I'm I'm really not. Uh, So, anyway, I applied to Medtronic as a technical writer, and then just, like, ended up excelling at, like, my one role, moved into another one. I just kind of, like, made my way up. I've been there for, like, five years now, so. I mean, in five years to be, in like... Head head homie in charge like that's. I do have senior in my title, which is like senior as well. Dang, I got wasty when I got that promotion. <laughs> <laughs> and ironically, it was during this last SGDQ. So SGDQ twenty twenty one. Nice. So I was like, everybody buy me a drink. Woo! Yeah, so that was a good time. <laughs> that's awesome, though. I mean, is that? Because I kind of saw it at least a little bit because people became supervisors still fairly young in my last job. Do you see that at all? Maybe perhaps disdain, I'll even say, being both younger and like, I don't know, because you're a very nice, soft, like maybe kind of a, a, a softer person. Do you ever see Definitely. any animosity or anything like oh that? Yeah, I do, actually. I think Medtronic does a really good job of hiring like younger like newer to their career people what they don't do well in at least at my division is retaining that talent Mm. so people are in and out and in and out and uh like i've been in this and i've been in this specific role for five years right i never really like changed roles and for example there is like another person of my age excuse me with my role but like a level down and like she definitely tells me like all the time about how annoyed she is by that even though she hasn't been in this specific role for very long. And there's weird, like, HR rules about how long you need to be in a role and crap like that. So that's kind of frustrating. And then you also get the people on the other end of the spectrum, right, that are older. And so, like, I feel like they read my emails and they just don't respond because they just don't care to, like, talk to me. (laughs) Which is kind of annoying. So then I have to get, like, this other guy I work with involved who's like older and has been in the role for longer and has like the rapport that I maybe don't have. So I have to get him involved and then people like start actually giving a shit. So it definitely like hinders the speed of which I can work sometimes. But other than that, I'm just like, mm, fuck That's the good. haters. Pretty much like <laughs> as long as people aren't directly just saying like, oh, she, she's Super. young. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not listening to her sort of thing. Oh which God, is no. kind of what I've seen as a little bit, maybe a cultural shift just cause like back in the day, you know, you worked for 20 years at Ford and then you became the, the floor manager, then you became the plant manager and it just doesn't really work like that anymore. Yeah. And you go into the office, which is like newer now because of COVID, mm-hmm. right? Like so there's like that weirdness where people are like, you don't really work unless you're in the office. And I'm like, well, my people are in California. I can't work yeah, with them right? in person anyway. <laughs> like I think I'm doing just fine. So, yeah, so there's definitely, like, weird... There is some weirdness, but it's not awful, I guess. Are you still enjoying it? Are you perhaps looking to pursue other things, other career fields? That's a good question. I think eventually I want to pursue something different, just because, uh, like, normally by now, at five years, you would have launched, like, 
two or three products. And I've launched one and it has been since pulled from the market. So I don't oh, really, really have a yeah. Uh not for anything bad, I will say that. It was just because of like shift in priority at the company. They just didn't want to fund like the manufacturing for it anymore. And they didn't see value in like trying because it was launched outside the US, not in the US. So they like mm -hmm. didn't see value in trying to get it launched here because of clinical trials and anyway. Uh, so I feel like I don't have a ton to show for everything that I've done for the past five years. Oh, so I'm just interesting. Yeah. So I'm hoping to launch my current product that we're working on. And then after that, have like a nice little reevaluation of what do I want to do? Do I want to like try something else? Do I want to like stick with this role, but somewhere else? Like there's an option to move to California. I mean, it's expensive as hell, but it's an option, right? So I probably will wait until after it's launched and then reevaluate. <laughs> so definitely, I will say this is hitting a nerve almost too hard that like, I feel like maybe I shouldn't even bring this up on a podcast, but this morning I for real, I was like, man, I'm, I'm glad I'm recording today. Cause I've kind of been going through it lately. It's like the last few years, I haven't really done any, or I guess almost my entire adult life. It's like, I don't feel like I've had anything to really show too much but almost telling these stories helps me feel like i'm doing something so it, it, at least right now i'm like okay this is good this is this is putting a band-aid over the bigger problems but to be fair and without like i don't want to like, go expose, through it like yeah i don't want to expose like your personal shit or anything like that but like you know like definitely like i feel like everybody feels that even when they're like older like i feel like the people that i work yeah, with that yeah. are, like have kids and crap are like definitely still feeling that and really? like i think that Isn't all kids yeah. supposed to be like the the, the, the good safety answer like yeah it's mean, their problem it, now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my life is fulfilled um no i just think that i don't know people are really hard on themselves you know and i just don't it's really easy to like be like, what the hell have I done? But then I when take in like, doubt, a step blame back. Tom from MySpace. That's what I'm doing. I'm like, you know, it's the social medias. <laughs> when in doubt, blame Andy Gavin for mm -hmm. making Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Actually, the the Rolling Culprit. Stone of uh, yeah. existential problems is Andy Gavin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, nah. But slightly. Uh, more lighthearted than that, I suppose. <laughs> Anyone that knows you knows that you're a giant Minnesota Vikings fan, of course. Uh, so I wonder, has that been challenging for you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what a freaking question. Not the real uh, question, yeah. by the way, but just the segue. <laughs> but because so stereotypically, gamers aren't really gamers aren't into sports quite as much. So a little yeah. bit of a double question here. Uh, are you into other sports and how did you actually kind of get invested into them? Yeah, so uh, I think... Okay, yeah, I'll answer the first one first. So yeah, I do follow, I well, not so much anymore, but I did follow the Minnesota Twins, our professional like Major League Baseball team, for a long, long time, until they started like making stupid decisions like as a team, like from like a managing like general manager standpoint. And I was like, all right, this is really hard to back these up. Like it's really hard to root for a team that you know, like you know, is going to do really bad. And I know that. The, the vikings <laughs> <laughs> rest your soul <laughs> uh, god bless um i just know every sunday i'm looking on twitter i'm like oh yeah she's going through it <laughs> oh my god it's just so painful um 
But uh, the Vikings, I obviously, like, I, I follow pretty hardcore. Justin Jefferson, just one offensive player of the year, well-deserved. Deserved. And his, and his catch against Buffalo was the moment of the year, or whatever the hell they're calling it, um, which was also deserved in my mind. Uh, but, yeah, how I got into it is, like, my parents, when I was growing up, worked opposite schedules. Like, my dad worked during the day, and then my mom uh, worked part-time at night, and she worked at like a restaurant and she would work every Sunday because it would be like Sunday brunch. So she would make mad bank because all of these rich people is like a country club. So all these rich people come Ooh. eat their brunch. Yeah. So these people come eat their brunch. All she would have to do is clean plates or like clear plates from their table. And they'd just be like hunnets or whatever. Right. Cause whatever rich golf people give them a few mimosas and they're just like, whatever. Nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> so my dad would be in control of, you know, the house basically watching us like me and my sister and football would always be on. And I will tell you that I hated it for like the majority oh, of my life. I was like, this is so obnoxious. I don't understand what's going on. All I know is that my dad's yelling at the TV all the time. And then. <laughs> I love that, though. The, the animated like, <laughs> come on, like yeah, getting yeah. into it. <laughs> or like his classic would be like, throw it away. Like when the quarterback is hanging mm -hmm. onto it for too long. Uh, and so I just got like annoyed with it because I'd be like, Dad, I'm just trying to do my freaking homework. Like, I don't care about the stupid Minnesota Vikings. And then it took until about like seven years ago, maybe I started understanding the game more. And there's just something about the camaraderie, right? Like everybody is cheering for this team, even though, you know, it's probably not going to go your way because it's the freaking Minnesota Vikings. But you're still cheering anyway. You don't really know why, but it's because everybody else is. I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun to have something to look forward to on Sundays during the winter or Thursdays or Mondays or whenever they play. And it's like fun to talk about something that's not like I only talk about baseball like so much. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Football yeah. football is just more fun to me. And then to, uh yeah. To me at least it's it's the fact that it is like it's a once a week thing because like yeah. I enjoy, you know, hockey and stuff like that, but it just doesn't quite hit the same when there are like 200 games a season, something like that. Like it, it has almost less impact and just the energy of it all. Like I grew up going to Falcons games and when you're involved in it, I think going to a live game helps a lot, of course, too. But it's almost it's tradition. There's there's some nostalgia and uh pain lots of pain you start lots to learn the pain and so when you finally have a good moment it makes it all feel okay for just a little bit when you have something to cling on to like i'm mm -hmm. clinging on to justin jefferson god bless <laughs> i love him um but yeah i don't know it's just fun it's just super fun and then people definitely are like this bitch is crazy but whatever <laughs> it's hard to explain to people that don't necessarily yeah. understand it you have to you have to get it you know we um <laughs> So we definitely had an experience uh, around New Year's. Lexi came, a lot of people came around this area to visit uh, just for the holiday and whatever. And we took non-football fans to a Buffalo Wild Wings. And just the amount of like questions being asked and like amount of like not focusing on what was going on just took it like so much out for me. I'm like, all right. Uh, plus, they were just getting dumpstered on. Your team was getting oh dumpstered on. Oh my god! Yeah, it was the Vikings Packers, which made it even worse because like, mm -hmm. everybody in Minnesota <laughs> hates the Packers. It's gotta like, be like a, a neighboring state kind of thing, right? It is. It is because the University of Minnesota hates Wisconsin, like the University mm -hmm. of Wisconsin. So it's definitely like this weird state thing. But yeah, that game was rough. 
It was super rough. And I think it was in Green Bay. So I have my own thoughts on their fields because they don't have a, they have real grass and it's outside in the middle of the freaking wind. I have a lot of thoughts, but it was not going very well. <laughs> and explaining football to people that don't watch it or are European is really difficult. <laughs> Especially when you're like, shut the fuck up. I need to watch this play. Because it's a big play. It's third it's and like, eight. Shut up. <laughs> it's third and eight. It's like it's like it's four and two, and they're fucking going for it. Like you know, like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's hard. <laughs> now we'll see. This is being recorded right before the Super Bowl. We'll see if this ages poorly or not. Are you are you taking the the Eagles or the Chiefs? The Chiefs. I hate the Eagles. You ask anybody in Minnesota, like what their least favorite teams are. It will be Green Bay Eagles Saints. Really? Wait, why the Saints? Uh, because of the whole uh, Bounty Gate thing, where we, when we oh, had Brett Favre, y'all holding them grudges, dang! Fuck you! We were, we were, we should have gone to the Super Bowl, and they were like, "No, fuck the rules." And Coach would have put me in in the fourth season. corner, <laughs> throw it over the mountain. What a state! Yeah, much one better throw football over the mountains. It was a good movie. Well, I mean, it doesn't help. That the Eagles fans are like the worst fan base in the league too. So I'm like, yeah. eh, I can go for the Chiefs. They seem like they're loud. Apparently, that's what I hear. Is like Kansas yeah. City's a loud place to go. Yeah, Arrowhead Stadium is like the loudest in like the world or something mm-hmm. crazy like that. Yeah, and I guess I have family like down that lives in like Missouri, so they're like Chiefs fans. Oh, I guess I guess the Chiefs it is, even though I'm indifferent about them winning or not. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, if it's just not the Eagles, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, if you're placing a sports bet, who are you taking? That's tough. I would probably, just because of my own morals, I would have mm-hmm. to say the Chiefs still. I think that the Eagles have a good chance to like win it. I don't think that they're a bad team by any means. I think that they're a force to be reckoned with, but ugh, I just hate them so much. <laughs> I uh, I sometimes I let my my mental decide my sports bets for me, which is not always a good thing. But I definitely put like a decent little bit on the Bengals winning the championship like three games before. So it would have paid off great and I almost had a chance at it. But oh. um. Yeah, so a little bit of me is mad at the Chiefs, but also, eh, you might as well lose to the Super Bowl champs, you know? As a newly bandwagon Bengals fan, I gotta... I was definitely rooting for the Bengals on that game. I Mm -hmm. think it would have been better to have Joe Burrow and the Bengals at the Super Bowl, but alas, here we are. (laughs) All right, well, uh... You and I can make our sports podcast next time. We should bring it back for the the speed run people <laughs> and uh, a little bit more about you, I suppose. Uh, I like to include my my first day of class question. Do you have any other notable hobbies or secret skills outside of, well, this? <laughs> oh, this is like so weird because I feel like you already know about them, but like I don't know if everybody knows about them. Yeah, I guess, you know, for the general we, it's not necessarily me. I'm just the yeah, I'm a man of the people yeah. after all uh okay so one i paint these don't count the ones that you see behind me are not what i actually paint um i did paint those but uh i paint like my other hobby would be painting which is like i've seen you got like bob ross stuff yeah yeah i was i dug it and doing the the stream with it too is a cool thing super bob ross inspired love that guy um and 
What else do I do? Not a whole lot of anything, if I'm being honest. Uh, paint and then my secret talent. It's like not so secret. Is just making goat noises, which uh, <laughs> got me popped off on Twitch. I was an affiliate for like within like two weeks because every follow got a goat noise, and I think people just oh followed so they could hear it. <laughs> All right, do we get a podcast exclusive? Can we see if Discord yeah. will let us do it today? Yeah. Oh, drum roll, please. Okay, ready. Oh, I didn't pick it. Oh, up. it kind of did. It kind of did. We it got did. some. Yeah. It at least picked right. uh, peaked in uh, OBS, so that's good. You know, okay, probably cool. came through. Right. My mic, try and like... get a soundbite file later. Just paste it on there. Even better. <laughs> I have a clip and then of I can keep it Twitch. as a follow alert too. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that. I have a lot of clips of me doing it. So if people get genuinely curious, there's actually good sounding ones on my. On nice, my nice. Stay plug in. Keep the people wanting more. <laughs> For Not the like channel that doesn't stream. Yeah, yeah woo! <laughs> Go check me out. Aha. Um, but yeah, I should really make that like a follow noise. It was just me making that ridiculous goat noise. I guess kind of perfect segue because this was the next question I had on you know my paper here. Uh, do you have any intentions to kind of come back to streaming at all? Or um, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, actually. So I recently moved out by myself, and it's definitely been weird uh i feel like i have a ton of time to do literally nothing and mm -hmm. at the same time i am broke as hell because hell yeah. so streaming is a way you can potentially get a revenue which is not like what i'd be aiming for but i mean like the potential's there so i'd feel like less bad you know if i was yeah, streaming yeah. and it's actually kind of fun because like the homies come to you and you can chat with the homies without you know, I don't know. I like that concept because I'm such a shy panda. I don't ever ask people to <laughs> hang out. <laughs> um, so I think I might. I think I've been thinking about like what I would want to do, like what I would want to stream. Probably, maybe some like speed run attempts. I don't know how I would set that up in OBS with like live split and everything, but uh, I think that could be kind of fun. Just like trying to beat my <laughs> one hour thirty five minute, or just like more Dark Souls, maybe probably. Either Forever. way, no matter what you do, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, you know, as an impartial third party here. Okay, well, since you said it, <laughs> but also I'm sure there. And this goes to anybody who maybe is thinking, I kind of want to get into streaming, do my first run. Uh, there's lots of resources and people that would love to help because I think people love to share this hobby. Not necessarily me, but uh, it's mine. I don't want more competition on my board. Please stay away. But other people <laughs> might like it. How many people run Hollow Knight? Too many. Uh, I'm oh, I'm so low down the list. It hurts. Oh god. But I also, it's one of those things. Like I do it more as a casual thing for me, as a almost like we were talking. Like it's something good to stream now. Yeah. Like I think back when I I was first getting into it, the first year, I wanted to I want to be the guy. But then I started to realize I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to put in the time, ILing like sections and. I just kind of like to talk with the people. I like to to joke around and play the game a little bit and improve on my my own self, but not yeah. versus the person that puts in a thousand hours a week. Right, right. I don't know. It's like just chatting with a game in the background. Exactly. Honestly, I think I've, I feel like I should be doing that more, but even just going live sometimes is hard. Oh, yeah. Totally feel that. Totally feel that. <laughs> now, do your, like, uh, 
does your family, your your coworkers and stuff, do they know you kind of have this online presence? Um, kind of. Uh, like my co- some of my coworkers do because like whenever I go to Sweden for ESA, they're like, "Ooh, what's in Sweden? It's freaking February. Why are you going to Sweden in February?" And I'm like, "Well, first of all." I'm in Minnesota and they're in California, right? So I'm like, yeah. it's it's a step up for me. Like it really is. <laughs> it's somehow warmer. Yes. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It was like like last ESA winter, it was raining. And I was like, I haven't seen rain in like six months. It's just been oh like ice and snow. And like there was sun. Imagine was... wanting to see rain. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. It was so warm. I was like, I don't even need a jacket. Like this is insane. But uh, mm-hmm. outside of it actually being a step up, um weather wise it like i had to explain like the concept of i'm going to this like speed running charity marathon and then they have a lot of questions from there like speed running as one kind of does yeah i feel like 24 7 all all three of those words like i know them in maybe individually yeah so then i have to like go and explain that and then uh they kind of understand but i yeah, and they know a lot of people know what Twitch is. Like, I feel like Twitch, especially in the past few years, has kind of like popped off or been like at least more well known mm-hmm. as far as like what it is. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that ninja fella. <laughs> yeah, Are you ninja? Uh, Do you know you ninja? ninja? You play that Fortnite? Um, yeah. So, and then like it's weirdly enough that gets people talking about their kids because they'll be like, "Oh, my kid plays that," and I'm like, "Yep, yep, me and your kid have that in common." <laughs> I'm your kid now. By the transitive um, property. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, at least I'm giving you something to talk about because people love talking about their kids. And sometimes when you're in those awkward meetings, you don't know what to talk about. Just talk about their kid and then they easy be free. Free money. Uh and then as far as my parents, uh they they do. They do, and I think it's really cool, actually. Uh and like I did a they knew I streamed a lot. And they knew that I played Dark Souls a lot. And it's really cute. My mom tries to, like, during Christmas and stuff like that, she's gotten me, like, a couple Dark Souls things. Like, she got me, like, a Dark Souls 3 book. And it's, like, concept art. And she's like, that's your game that you like to play, right? And I was like, oh, Lord bless. (laughs) Um, And they're really, like, they're weirdly, like, supportive. And, like, when I explain to them why I'm going to Sweden... They have, like, their anxieties, like, that it's, like, the movie Taken and I'm going to be abducted or something like that. (laughs) Um, But outside of that, they're pretty supportive and they're always excited for me, which is super cute. Does, uh, I guess, does your family travel like you do? Because you're definitely a more seasoned traveler than a lot of people. I am seasoned. I I was $100 off from being a Delta Gold member and I was so pissed. I know. You just do it? A quick trip to Atlanta or something? (laughs) I know. I tried to. It was was during the New Year's Eve break. Uh... I I upgraded my flight or my seat to first class to try to make the gap and it still (laughs) wasn't quite enough. Um, Maybe next year. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'll pull it out this year. Uh, They don't really. Like my parents... I don't know they have too much anxiety about traveling like internationally i think which is unfortunate because like my mom is like so big on like museums and like culture and shit that i think she would like love it but my dad again he's the liam neeson he's like the one that's like <laughs> we're all gonna get abducted and he's like everybody hates americans we're gonna get spit on like i don't he's just his own beast and so they just mostly stay domestic with like to florida because they're old now so they're like go to florida in the winter and crap like that but 
Otherwise, no, nah, they don't really go anywhere. <laughs> now, you make my job actually a little easy on me because I, I had this in later, but uh, now's a good time as any. You definitely, whether it be for work or fun, you, you travel more than the average bear. So we all know that airports are a special circle of hell. Do you have like any particular uh, pet peeve with traveling? So many. <laughs> um, Where to begin? <laughs> I think... Like, the biggest, my biggest pet peeve is, like, for international flights, for long international flights, my biggest pet peeve are the people that don't shut the hell up or have, like, <laughs> are watching something on their iPad on full fucking brightness. Like, oh, bitch, the, my the God, cabin yes. is black for a reason. Like, we have, mm -hmm. and, like, the cabins have now, like, in, like, like installed, installed, like, like the orange light you know what i mean like that's yeah, really yeah. big right now so like when they do turn the lights back on it goes from like the dark to like an orange just so you don't like ugh, you know get blinded like, and hate everything yeah. yeah so like those people drive me nuts because it's like hard for me to like sleep yeah i'm and... the kind of person that even in my own house i have like my phone set to zero brightness with nightlight on and stuff like that so people that have that full blast i'm like how do you function like yeah, like, I had one flight where I don't know what this person was watching. Like, I don't know, like, fireworks or something. Their screen was fireworks? just, like... I don't know. Their screen was just, like, flashing. You know what I mean? It was on full brightness. But oh. it was, like... It was just, like, very Every flashy. color just going. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it would, like, pop in and out and be, like, really bright and then dim and then really bright. So I don't know if it was, like, an action movie or something. But it was just, like, insane. And, like, that's even, like, worse. Like, pick a team at that point because that's just, like nauseating to me almost like it just mm -hmm. hurts my eyes um and then as far as like domestic flights it's just like people that are like you know when you're getting off the plane like you there's an order right mm -hmm. the people that are like oh behind i know where this you, is going i'm like oh yeah yeah, yeah these the people bastards. that are behind you that are like i'm not no you're not unless you have a layover that you really need to get to like please tell me and i will definitely let you through but like do not like bust in front we all want to get off this damn plane mm -hmm. okay <laughs> like we're all in the same boat and you picked the seat in the fucking back okay like don't get mad at me because i'm just going in order I've always like, thought this is the dumbest tradition that drives me crazy every flight. And I almost feel like I'm the weird one for not doing this, but I know that I'm right. Is as soon as the plane lands, people are, well, one, you know, already on your phone, stuff like that. But you pull up to the tarmac, you hear ding, and the seatbelt sign goes off. I got to stand up just to stand there for another 10 minutes. But like you're scrunched up now when you could just sit like you've been sitting for the last four hours anyway. Yeah. Like, just take or, the 30 seconds. Chill. Chill. Like, chill. Or, like, it's so funny to me whenever you land and, like, everyone has their phone. Like, everyone turns their phone back on or turns it off of airplane mode. And it's, like, the same iPhone ding noise. Yeah. Just, like, all old people still have that noise. Mm -hmm. So the whole airplane is just, like, a wave of ding, 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 ding. And I'm, like, okay. Oh, I, so <laughs> I, I somewhat miss it almost. I'm missing the experience, except I'm not. Okay. But I want to travel again. It's been too long. Yeah, you should. You for me, say. at least. Mm -hmm. Yep, I'm getting my passport soon. Any day now. Yeah. I plan okay. on it in the past. I didn't realize it expired during COVID. And I'm like, well, shit. I, I should do something about that. But Definitely go to at least one ESA in your life. As well, I, I, I definitely plan on it. Especially, I mean, I don't know what the summer brings for me as far as work and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I'm fingers crossing 
but I plan to get a haircut probably tomorrow, honestly. Go get my photo, be all sharp and smooth, and then actually send it in, wait for it to come back like two months later, and then be like, ah, oh, I'm broke, and I don't go. But then I'll, I'll pretend that I want to go, and it's a oh good cycle God. that I put myself through. You should actually try at some point. <laughs> It'll be so worth it. Trust me. <laughs> now, you've gone to a lot of places. What's your favorite place you've gone to? If you have hmm. one. It's so difficult because when I go to LA for work, I stay at the Four Seasons. And I'm not going to lie. Pretty good experience, I bet. That shit is heaven. Okay. Mm -hmm. And like, it's so funny when I go. Like, at one point, I was in like the elevator with like a bellhop guy. And he was like my age. He was like, How's it going, ma'am? You know, in his Four Seasons, like, Hello, employee miss. mode. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, it's good. And he's like, How are you enjoying your stay? I was like, yeah, it's always great work pace for this shit. I can't afford this. And then he just like broke character almost, you know, because they're like so <laughs> trained. Him, yeah, not be yeah. in that pompous. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. So that that's like kind of weird, but it's super funny. So mm -hmm. I love it there. But then like as far as like the international places I've gone, I think my favorite place so far may have been Mexico. I went to Guadalajara for work and Ooh. I don't know. It was so fun like it was insanely pretty and like everything was outside like restaurants were outside and like the aura and like the vibe was very nice and like i went out with like my co-workers that live in mexico right so i got to like do weird like things that like, yeah not tourists. necessarily stay yeah. at the resort sort of stuff yeah yeah exactly and like felt okay doing that because they know where to go and where to not go and they know how to speak spanish way better than i do right so it was like super crazy fun it was like the best one of the best trips i've ever had i think so probably yeah probably mexico i definitely <laughs> i would love to do that there's still part of me like i've, I've gone to a couple spots in mexico now and it's it, you know you always still have that little bit of fear like maybe i don't yeah. want to step too far off the beaten path you know just since yeah. you hear the horror stories which it could be just that but yeah. eh, but for me a lot of times like i do like margaritas on the beach so you know i don't need to go that far out of the city <laughs> yeah guadalajara is apparently the tequila capital of the world i did Ooh. not know that until i was there so you know i was sipping on those margaritas mm -hmm. i was like hell yes even you know that also helped you know i love me a good margarita so there was like <laughs> one family reunion thing in puerto vallarta uh with like my dad's side and i remember being like 16 or 17 and my great aunt took me to like the small thing that was fairly close by and there was a tequila store and yeah it's like tequila taste i've never really even had that much tequila at that point and it's like noon and I just show back up and my dad's like, are you wasted right now? Like, but they had so many flavors. And at that point I was like, oh, you know what? I might be a tequila person. Like when it's good, like a Jose yeah. Cuervo, I'll die. But you yeah. get like a Don Julio or something like that. Oh, oishi. Yeah. Yeah. And then my taste buds have just gotten destroyed since then. So I'm like, ooh, some mezcals, something like just dry and awful that most people hate. I'm like, I'm in for that. Yeah, I'm down, whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, what yeah. tips might you have, by the way, for someone that maybe has never left their home country? Or do you recommend um, traveling? I, okay, so my theory, weirdly enough, is like, you are never wasting money if you're traveling. I Ooh, like, I like I, that. 
Yeah, I know that it's expensive and not everyone can afford it, which is totally respectable. But like, I even sometimes feel guilty for how much like the flights are. But at the end of the day, it's like an experience that I would take back. And mm -hmm. I always like learned something really interesting. Like different countries operate so differently and it's crazy interesting to me. And so I always learn something that's definitely like worth the price. And like... I know it's really anxiety inducing and it definitely is like the first time I ever traveled internationally was by myself to go meet up with online friends. <laughs> so it was very scary because I've never met up with online friends before. And it's my first international flight. I was completely by myself, but it's really like not that bad. Like there are like a few airports, like do not fly into Paris unless you're going to Paris. Do not have a layover in Paris and do not ever have a layover in JFK. But other than that, like, it's really like you just have to take like a step back and be like, it's just like any other flight, really. You might have to fill out some paperwork, but honestly, just do your best. Like, cause just do your best. They're not going to like come and hunt you down. Like, that's not what customs is there for. And like, I know that can be anxiety inducing too, but. It's really not that bad. Yeah. It really isn't. That's like the only thing I can really say. And even if you you do get like into like a spot where you feel like super stressed out, there's normally like a solution. Or like you can just talk to somebody at the airport and 99% of the time, unless you're in Paris, uh they'll understand and help you. <laughs> what I what I've learned from people that do travel cuz I've still like I've hit a lot of Asia, hit a lot of like North America, well I guess all of it have been Mexico, Canada, what else is there? Yeah. But uh Paris is like, I don't want to say the worst, but the worst. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, maybe because everyone builds it up to be this like beautiful, oh, it's the romantic maybe, place maybe. to go. But then like the airport's not a good experience. It's a little dirty. It's like very crowded. Yeah. And like they're kind of rude. And yeah. like, yeah. So I don't want to judge though. I want to say like everybody yeah, is right, rude. Right. It's, it's a... just like the experience of the experiences that i've had um or other people i've known vibes are had. a very real thing and yeah so. <laughs> not trying to generalize but mm -hmm. yeah it's just unless you're going there to like stay there and even then i don't know how well that goes i've never like gone to paris and stayed there and everybody that i know of has gone i don't know if they really have stories or anything but yeah definitely huh. avoid unless you're just going to stay <laughs> as we're Hitting about an hour, I definitely want to hit a few more just game-related things for the people. Although, man, you're hitting everything. You're like, I want to make bad decisions. I want to travel again. I want to. I'm about to blow all my money. But <laughs> uh, so a couple game-related things. I mean, you know, maybe we got a little extra time. We'll jump back. But do you have like favorite games that you like to watch being run, or maybe just things that you like to play, like uh, Dark Souls? I know you've talked about Dark Souls. But anything else really stand out to you? Um, as far as like watching on stream, that one's hard because I just like the vibes of the stream more than anything. Like, so yeah. like, I'll pretty much watch anything if your vibe is cool and your chat's cool. I'll watch. Um, as far as play, um, <laughs> I, yeah, so yeah, Dark Souls is great. Love that game. Um, Minecraft, I really love Minecraft. I don't know, it's just my inner like creative kid that just likes to build shit. <laughs> I don't know. And like, I feel like I'm so good at the game, even though it's just like, Lexi, you killed a zombie. Like, everybody does it all the time. <laughs> you know what? I, I'll be honest. I, I played Minecraft like when it was newer. 
And mm. I tried to go back years later and I was intimidated. I was like, there's too much stuff. There's, it's new. I'm, I don't, I just feel lost all the time. I don't know to, how to do this anymore. Oh, and so like the I fact know. that you're able to keep up with it, like it is kind of a big deal. I think. I love Minecraft. I, I, I also played it in like 2009 and then Dang. I didn't. Yeah. And then I didn't pick it back up until <clears> like a couple of years ago. And it was definitely super overwhelming. But once I got the hang of it, I was like, shit easy i'm gonna go i'm gonna go fight everything i I die still but it's a super fun game and then another game that i really like but it's definitely better with somebody definitely like easier and more fun to play with somebody is a game called seven days to die oh yeah yeah i know of it i know people put a lot of time into it and for some reason i never played it it's even in my steam library and i still just never played it really you should play it it is so fun i think i have like 200 and like 20 hours in the game um it's like survival minecraft almost like the concept like the like you have your bar on the bottom like minecraft but you like there's zombies that are trying to kill you they're faster at night blah 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 but it's like i don't know it's so fun and it starts out (laughs) (laughs) it starts out really slow but in a good way um it's like you're gonna screw up a few times, but it's not too de- detrimental to like your character, so you're not gonna feel like super defeated. But then, like, you once you start getting better, you feel so freaking accomplished, and like, I don't know, I'm addicted. I love that game. I always it's- dig that that feel like you're like I'm trash to I'm a god, and then you're like, oh, actually, you know what? Maybe I'm not, and then you're like, no, I am a god. <laughs> just kidding. I'm totally fucking good at this game. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah, wave just feels great. Vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. It's definitely. A good casual game to play, and then I'm not gonna lie, I've been into Bloons Tower Defense Six lately. Really? But, you know. Oh, there's like a a weird crash in ST to Bloons Pipeline that I've just never understood. I see, I've seen like everybody go to like, is Tower Defense game man with the funny monkeys? <laughs> I played it a long time ago, back when it was like a flash game on like. Yeah, that's online. exactly what I think of. Like, I think I've played this on like addictinggames.com or something exactly yeah Yeah, that's exactly where i played it for the first time and now it's like on steam and it's like the same thing just like a little bit more complex like there's more monkeys there's more levels blah 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 blah. but i don't know what it is but that game is just so fucking addicting (laughs) as part of somebody's discord and they they had like a bloons channel and then i'm like well you gotta use the tank to do the it does plus six down like there's theory crafting bloons i'm like is it that serious of a game i thought it was just like a casual thing but no apparently bloons goes hard (laughs) I did not know that. That's super funny because I'm definitely like one of those people that like, I don't know. I was thinking about hitting up Crody, you know, <laughs> yeah. the person I did my bash run with and because he plays a lot of it. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I feel like I'm doing everything right. And I'm sure he'll be like, idiot. Like, you, you got to use wrong. the the battle monkey. <laughs> yeah. You have to sell this and then got to pay for this. I don't know. Like, I'm sure I'm doing something wrong, but I'll figure it out eventually. But in, in the meantime, it's still like hella fun. Now, jumping into a little bit more of a serious topic here, and in the past, I've seen you say that gaming and speedrunning need more female representation. I'd kind of love to dive into it a little bit. Do you have any thoughts on what could be improved upon to promote kind of diversity and inclusivity? Yeah, um, so I just want to, like, give a little bit of, a little, like, couple words on, like, why I feel that way. Um, I know that the leaderboards aren't necessarily, like, female heavy right it's like very much a male dominated hobby in my mind and i think that statistics would show that 
but that doesn't mean that everyone in the community is a dude, right? And or like right, identifies right. as one. And I think that there are a lot of viewers that are in the community that don't even necessarily run that are like, you know, not dudes, right? So I just think that when decisions are being made at a level that affects the whole community, I feel like there needs to be representation for like females um, more than there is now. And I've talked a lot about this with a lot of people. And like, I, I just think that there's, there's obviously like a difference between like a leaderboard mod who does like their, ver like verifies runs. Right. Right. Um, and like, is like, all right, you didn't cheat. You, you did the thing legitimately. I'm going to allow it on the board. And then you have your community mods that are mostly there to make sure that like, keep the peace, right? Like classic moderation of don't harass people. Don't be a moron. Don't be a dick type of crap. Right. Um, and I feel like sometimes decisions are made that it af that affect like you know people and like mm -hmm. as far as like what they can say and do. And I think that there is definitely a chance for at least in my mind to just like add a couple of those community like add a couple female community mods. And like I don't know if they necessarily need to even speedrun if they're a part of the community. They're a part of the community, right? Which is and also something I've seen a little bit of contention with, but I I firmly really? agree with. Yeah, just like a. The idea that, oh, well, someone's not a runner, they, sh they shouldn't be making decisions or something like that. That's so interesting. Yeah, I just think that a community is a community, like, regardless of what it's about. And then, like, at what point, like, the I feel like the line between, like, gamer and speedrunner is already really blurry because everyone's fast is different. And just mm -hmm. because, like, I, I, just because I took the time to download Live Split and submit a run doesn't make me better or anything than a person that just doesn't want to do that right or yeah. doesn't have the time to necessarily do that um and as we even talked about earlier like people have jobs right so not everyone has the time to like devote to actually doing speed runs as much as they would want to or they have family but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not a part of the community right yeah, yeah. um so i just think that there needs to be some like in my mind i think it would be better if like those community mods like at least you know, if there is, like, a situation that has come up involving, like, a female or something like that where they would, like, more female input, like, reach out to people in the community. Like, reach out to, like, some females and be like, how would you feel if we approached it this way? Because there are, I don't want to, like, go into details of the specific situations, but things do happen, right? And I just feel like that they could be handled better and because it, you know... It affects people. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think that five people should be making decisions for the community. And, like... At the same time, you know, interesting that you say, like, there's arguments against, like, you have to be a speedrunner if you want to be in the community or whatever. At the same time, how many people are mods that don't even really speedrun anymore? So then, like, you know? so like, Definitely seen that as well. Yeah, things evolve and things change, and I think that we just need to be accommodating to that. Um, but yeah, so uh, consulting with other females in the community when things pop up, I think would be great. And I'm just saying females in particular because that's what resonates with me but it could definitely branch out to other things too um and then uh like or having like a community board or something i think other communities actually do this um i don't remember which ones but you know just like having like more people not necessarily mods but people that like you know could help influence decision making or maybe yeah, almost not like an decisions. hr department sort of thing Kinda, yeah, right, where it's just, like, a group of people that are, like, in the community that are, like, respected and uh, maybe not necessarily mods, but people that could come in and, like, help maneuver the situation or give some, like, outside input, um, depending on whatever the situation may be. Uh, I think that would be good, too. 
I don't know. I've had a lot of discussions with a lot of people. Yeah, that's what I kind of, I like to hear yeah. your thoughts on it for sure. Yeah, like I've definitely talked to like Pete the player about it Um, on like the crash side, like when we were at ESA summer. Um, And so like, I have definitely like tried my best to like try to instill some change. Uh, obviously it takes time, you know, it takes time to like steer a ship and whatever. It's a lot of people mm-hmm. and it's, like a lot of things. Um. And everything, you know, change is always kind of met with, like, some friction. So Yeah, and somebody that. has to push that wheel, though. So that's why I think little conversation yeah. like this is important, too. I agree. So that's why I appreciate you asking, because I just think that it's just something at the bare minimum to, like, think about. Because, you know, not everyone in the community is a dude or identifies as one. So mm-hmm. it's worth considering um, other people. Not just the same five people making the same decisions all the time. Now, I think it would be good. My viewpoint's definitely a little skewed as the you know primary majority in this uh, scene, but I like to think that I've seen that there are strides being made for inclusivity and stuff, and so that's good. But you also constantly hear about you know just these horror stories from people that are harassed and stuff like that. So I, I guess I'm asking, what do you think the the vibe is in general right now? Is it like is it a welcoming yeah. place for people that may not necessarily <laughs> be part of that majority well, demographic? I really, um, I think so. I mean, that's a hard question for me to answer just because I've been here for so long that yeah. like, I would, it's hard for me to think about like how I would feel if I were just joining like right now. I would like to think that things are definitely better than they were like a couple years ago. Like, I feel like. I've definitely, like I said, I've had so many discussions with so many people that I feel like I've opened up a few minds, like at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that if things do happen in the future, it's definitely like a safer, more comfortable space. Um, I will keep pushing for that. And I have been saying that since like the dawn of time. So like if anybody come and feel uncomfortable about something, I would definitely be there to listen and help get the situation resolved not that i'm throwing myself out there for anything but i know i'm not the only one that feels that way too like i know i'm not the only one that wants people to feel uncomfortable so i think that there's enough good people around it is a good space a lot of this is probably like individual community dependent as well like i think we we think definitely a speed run is like this big picture thing but for most parts like you kind of find your corner as with anything Mm -hmm. in life right so like yeah I, for example, Hollow Knight is extremely inclusive, but it's also so large that they have these almost governing sources. Like it, it's moderated very heavily, right? So yeah, which that, that has its own beef with other. I'm not getting into that. Right. But, pros and cons. Yeah, pros and, pros and cons, cons. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to clarify that I'm only speaking specifically about HD Crash, like NST. Mm-hmm. I cannot vouch for OG. I cannot vouch for Spyro or anything else or Sly or anything else like mm-hmm. or Hollow Knight, just specifically HG Crash. I can't talk. HD Crash. There we go. <laughs> but that is about all I have for our scripted segment stuff here, which, you know, we definitely jumped onto a few tangents, but I like them. I oh, like yeah, it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said the Minnesota Vikings, like, you know, it's going to go up. <laughs> Now, before we kind of get towards our end here, is there anything you wish I would have asked you? No, I think you did a great job. Oh, to, like, thank boost you. your ego here. I promise no. it's not goading to boost my ego. <laughs> I generally like, oh, if there's this sort of thing, it's good too. But yeah. 
If not, then we have this recurring segment that I definitely borrowed, but I asked my current guest to leave a question for the next guest. And your question is, if you just overnight, you woke up with the magic ability to be the potty of a different game, what is it you're picking? Or of any game, I should say. Ooh. And uh, for people that don't know who potty is, uh, the, the goat. The, the goat. The best, like just really good crash runner um, mm -hmm. of a lot of crash games. Um, I would probably say Dark Souls. I would Ooh, love runs or I, like just yeah, yeah. Okay, why not? Like I am like I watch Kata a lot. I think he's the current world record holder. I don't actually know if he isn't. He was, and he's really good. I think it would be so fun to be him because like, but I don't know if that would ruin the game for me or not. I've already played it enough that I don't care anymore. But yeah, no, definitely Dark Souls. I've actually, I've always thought that too, like learning a game kind of ruins like the mystery the of it, any difficulty scale. It just, but it presents its own difficulties, you know? Right. Yeah. Now what, uh, which Dark Souls is the best Dark Souls? And this is 100% like fact, not an opinion. Okay. Uh, just to make people angry. Dark Souls 1. Uh, oh, okay. Well, you heard it I here. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Anybody, if anyone wants to beef about it, I have, I am. I have this fight all the time. It is the best one. I would argue it's better than Elden Ring, but whatever. That may be the only one I finished, but I think it was a pretty good game. You finished Dark Souls 1? Yeah, I did everything. Every oh, boss. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. Dark Souls 3 is the one that you just started. Yeah. yeah, getting there one day at a time. <laughs> You'll get there. Actually, I think I'm playing today. <laughs> Are you really? You so, yeah, low-key plug, you know, <laughs> check it out, even though this is not coming out for, like, another uh, three weeks. Oh, like and subscribe anyway. <laughs> yeah, like and subscribe. <laughs> but, yeah, do you have a question for our next guest? Yeah, this is a really freaking weird question. I couldn't think of it. It could be one. anything. Yeah, it don't matter. What is your favorite kind of pasta? So it can be, like mac and cheese or like a, mm. a tortellini or like a fettuccine spaghetti. now to curiosity what comes up for you i don't know i am like super craving like some stuff like cheesy tortellini shells you know what i'm talking about oh like, yeah like fuego. Ones. Mm -hmm. yeah i've been like craving that and some garlic bread i've been craving that like i should can't go, go wrong with garden. the garlic bread oh, no i i've got a dumb answer for this but like you know it's got meaning to me so when i was a like 17 18 teenager I was a line chef at this Italian restaurant. Definitely underpaid, definitely overworked. But my favorite thing to make was penne alla vodka because they had like a, a real gas stove and everything. So setting that shit on fire was so fun Ooh. and it just tasted so banging. And nothing uh -huh. I can make at home with my electric stove even compares. So like I think I've built it up over my in my brain for so long because I mean it's also been you know uh -huh. over 10 years since I lived at home. So that place, I don't even know if it's open anymore. <laughs> Oh, good. That sounds so mm -hmm. good. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just go through these kicks where I'm like, oh, Italian. Hell yeah. I'm a big, like, carb person. Like, I just yeah. love Italian food. Same. <laughs> yeah. So, that's my question. <laughs> and a good one at that. And it has been a pleasure. So, thank you for joining me today. Thanks where for can the, the people find you? Do you want them to find you? I don't know. I don't even know. With these future uh, yeah. uh, Dark Souls randomizer streams? Hell yeah! So, uh, yeah, my Twitch is Leave It to Lexi. Feel free to follow me there. Uh, that's probably the only place worth following as far as like gaming related crap. So, check me out. If you want Vikings updates, go to Twitter slash Prostate Monk. 
you want me to bitch if you want somebody to bitch about the NFL and the mm-hmm. Vikings, you uh, you can find me on Twitter at Prostate Monk. <laughs> and this has been a another episode out of this split. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Leave it five stars on Spotify. Do your thing. Like it on YouTube. There's a new channel. It might be hard to find. So uh, uh, find my Twitter. You'll find it. It's all there somewhere. I don't know. Bye.